listening to episode number 65 of Recognize Your Truth. I am your host, Lisa Williams. Welcome to the podcast that brings you motivation and inspiration to act, think, and speak in ways that make a positive impact on your life. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me today. Welcome to another episode of Recognize Your Truth. Today's guest is Tony Watley. He is with 365 Driven. He is a business coach, a speaker, and an author. And I have the privilege of introducing him to you. Welcome, Tony. Lisa, thanks for having me on the show. I'm so excited to get to to speak with you. I know we've gone back and forth a couple of times to try to make this happen. And we were kind of talking offline a little bit about how having a podcast gives you a platform to meet some amazing people. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to, for you to be here. Welcome. Thank you. That, that is the best reason to have a podcast and is to build this amazing network of people and have those conversations with people we would otherwise never meet. But then also if you're building your business or your own personal brand, it never hurts to be in proximity of those people as well. So you gain a little bit of the credibility from the people that you interview as well. And you know, I hope I'm getting some credibility from working with you today or today. <laughs> well, thank you. And you know, I didn't even think about launching a podcast to to do all those things that we just talked about. Really, it was just a passion of mine to share some of my experience and to share some of my knowledge and and really just to kind of have a voice out there so that hopefully I resonated with somebody and somebody and connected with somebody and they like an aha moment or a light bulb went on. But as I started reaching out and bringing guests on and interviewing people and connecting and networking, I was like, whoa, this is a whole new world out here. It's been truly amazing. Yeah. It's like being able to ask them anything you want too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been crazy. Okay. So let's, let's find out um, a little bit about you. Tell me you know, what you do. And I know you, you know, business coaching is always something so, um, something that everybody needs, especially in this space of entrepreneurs and side hustles and everybody trying to grow an online presence. So, so kind of speak a little bit about what you do. Well, I guess most times when I get on stage or I get on a show, they introduce me nowadays as the side hustle millionaire. And that's the title of the book that I wrote that came out in 2018, became a number one bestseller on Amazon. But that title alone is not a fiction title. It basically describes my actual career of oil and gas. I was an engineering project management in oil and gas for 25 years, but I love cars. I'm a car fanatic and I love to build race cars and all kinds of things. So I wanted to go create some businesses as a hobby in the automotive space to maybe get some discounts on parts or have my car paid for, you know, it'd be kind of cool thinking really small. Well, those things made millions of dollars in profit. You know, you hear people talking about millions of dollars nowadays. A lot of times they talk about revenue, the top line. Right. I sold those companies. I, I built these things as part-time things. It took less than an hour a day once I got them going and they generated about $400,000 a year in profit. And I sold that for a couple million dollars in five years. So I actually am a side hustle millionaire. I'm the dot-com millionaire. I sold a large community for the listeners. I built a company called LS1 Tech. It's still out there. And it grew to 300,000 registered members. And we made the money from advertising revenue because I knew that if I could grow the audience big enough, it would attract leverage to attract ad dollars. So that's what I did. The users that got the value and got to participate on the site, they didn't pay a dime, but we monetized it from the B2B on the 
corporate advertising structure. And we also had live racing events and car shows all around the country. And that also helped build the community to a really strong point. And a lot of people are lifelong friends. Even 20 years now after I started it, people are still lifelong friends that they met through that website. I love that you took a passion of yours and something that you were doing on the side. You know, you're like you just said, you loved cars, you loved building them, you loved, you know, tinkering with them. I love that you took your passion, which means you're, you're listening to yourself and you're, and you're doing something with it. And so I really kind of want to ask you a little bit about your mindset on how you made that happen, because I think so many of us walk through life and we were talking about this offline, you know, your parents asking you, when are you going to get a job or are you still looking for a job? Because I think that's the mentality that we constantly live in. And so how did you get to the point where you were comfortable, you were facing your fear, you were okay in stepping out and saying, this is what I'm going to do because this is my passion and this is truly who I am. So what you described is what I call the employee versus entrepreneurship mindset. And there's definitely a distinct difference. I grew up with an employee mindset. Both my parents, blue, blue collar, hardworking. Mom was a Japanese immigrant and she worked in the cafeterias at the public schools her entire career. My dad was a Vietnam veteran in the U.S. Marines. And when he got out, he worked in the chemical refineries the rest of his career. So I got to see the value of hard work, but also didn't we didn't have a lot of money. We always lived in fixer-upper homes, usually the crappiest home in any neighborhood that we moved to. We'd buy the ugliest house and just spend the next few years building it while we lived in it and sell it and get a little bit nicer home. But that's how I was learned to just do things. And I started to see the potential in things. But the thing is that most people see their parents working hard, and then we hear these fallacies that we all hear about. Get, a, get good grades, go to college, get a degree, get a job, find a wife, have two and a half kids, <laughs> white picket fence, live in the suburbs. Like, so everybody else that you grow up around paints this picture of perfect you know, serenity that you should achieve, and this should be your dream. Well, it was never enough for me because the benefit of me living in cities that had a little bit more affluence nearby I would get on my bicycle as a kid and go ride around and see these giant houses with all these windows in the front. I'm like, wow, what would it like? What would it be like to run through those houses and look at a, every one of those windows? I only had one house, I only had one window in the front of my house, really small. So I think like, you know, that'd be really cool. And then I started to get, get more curious about how do those people do that? What do they do? You know, things like that, just being you know, really inquisitive. And I was the kid that was running around the neighborhood knocking on doors, asking if I could mow yards, wash cars, whatever to make bucks. Cause that's how I, bought skateboards and video games and bicycles. And so I knew that I had to go trade that. But the thing is, is that that was what my parents taught me. Like, if you want something, go get it. And with the employee mindset, all we think about is trading our time for dollars. And here's the even funnier thing is like, we get out of this hourly job. You know, I started McDonald's as my very first job, age 15. And you go through these hourly things and you finally make a salary. And you feel like you're a big boy or a big girl because you've got a salary. And I hate to say it, some of the people that just start getting into the salary, they kind of roll their eyes at the people that are still making hourly pay. Cause they're like, Oh, I got a salary. They're hourly pay. Like I'm a higher tier than them. <laughs> and if you're listening to this and you're relating to that, it's an ego check for you because guess what? A salary is based on the hours you spend. It's based, it's calculated. It's like based on a 40 hour work week. Now, if you're working less or more than that, that's, that's, that's not, that's regardless of what the outcome is. It's based on that, that hourly you're trading your time for dollars. That's employee mindset. So if you need more money, you work more hours need more money, you're going to get another second job, but you need more money than that, go get a third job, part-time job, whatever. You're always trying to trade your time. Entrepreneurs don't think that way. Entrepreneurs think about how can I make money without time? 
how can I make money while I'm sleeping? How can I make money regardless of where I'm standing in this world? You and I are talking on this podcast. I'm making money in the background. I'm not having to clock in and do something and actually have to use my hands to do this task. I'm getting paid in the background. So we start to think about how can I make money on everybody else's time? How can I scale their time to make me money? How can I scale my knowledge or my value automated through things like this, online courses, videos, whatever it takes to build money. So we start to just understand that entrepreneurs understand that time is not money. That's a phrase that we hear so much as kids. Time is money. Money is time. And anybody that's telling you that, they have an employee mindset. And if that's you, understand that time is not equal to money. Time is made, you know, time and money are not related at all. Do you think, um, because I think right now in this day and age that we're in, and, and I have young adult children who are 19 and 20 years old, mm-hmm. so the, the Gen Zs, is that right? Same age. My, my son is 20. He just turned 20. So yeah, same age. So do you think in this day and age where, I, I mean, my son is going to college right now, but he tells me all the time, mom, I don't want a job. I don't want to work for somebody else. And my daughter says the same thing. And so do you think, you know, entrepreneur, side hustle, scale, automate, those are big buzzwords, you know, authentic, you know, online courses. Do you think that that's changing the mindset of some of these young adults who are coming up and and coming into the workforce where they look at it and they go, I want to work from home. I want to sit in my pajamas or my in the coffee shop or the library or the, you know, whatever sharing space. Do you think that there's a shift going on? And because, you know, I think you and I are, are pr- probably pretty close to the same age where, like you just said, you were, it was that employee mindset versus the entrepreneur on mindset. So do you think there's a shift going on? I think that especially kids in that age, and even I would say that anyone that's probably 35 and younger right now, they grew up with internet. They grew up being connected. They grew up seeing how other people can make money. They understand that money's not always about clocking in somewhere or having to show up for someone. There's, there's hours posted on the front door. They have that mindset. They don't always believe that it's possible for them. That's the self-limiting beliefs that most people still carry. They don't believe it's possible. And there's always going to be the people who just think that everything comes easily. So yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to sit on your, your, your couch and in your pajamas and make millions of dollars because they said so-and-so did it on YouTube and you know, it's possible. Right. But the, here's the fact guys, if you're listening to this, there's no get rich quick. I don't even like dealing with people that have the get rich quick mentality. And you all know, everybody knows that there's this person in your neighborhood or on your Facebook page that's always trying to sell something new every six months. And, or you go see them and you run into them in, in town and they hand in you a new business card of, hey, I'm doing this now. You should check it out. And they're always just trying to get the get rich quick, the, the easiest path. you know. And the thing is, is, those people will never win. They'll never win because... Success always takes work, regardless of the business model that you create, whether it's online or brick and mortar, whatever it is, it's always going to take work. And I'll say that the first two years is what I call like no man's land. It's like you have to be willing to do what you're doing for free, for free. If you're not willing to do it for free for two years to build your brand and build your recognition and get some momentum, then you probably don't really have enough passion in that thing. So kind of use that. Would you be willing to do that for free? That's easy when you have a side hustle because your bills, your bills are being paid. So first two years of 365 driven, I helped over 20 people start their first companies and I didn't charge them a cent because I was validating the processes. 
building my brand, building my authority, establishing all the things I need to do, learning some new things myself, investing back in myself. And then year three, I started to charge and then it became a six figure business after I decided to start monetizing it. So you got to think about it that way. It's long term. It's going to take some hard work. There's no way to do it easy. So I think kids nowadays, especially, you know, your kids, my kids, they think it's easy. They right. haven't had hard work. They haven't had a tough life yet. They have not had adversity. They haven't been punched in the face when they tried something yet. And they're going to have a rude awakening when they find out that they're really in a sea of other kids of that same demographic who think it's easy as well. And the only ones that are going to be succeeding are the ones that actually put in the solid work, just like everybody else to do something. I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And, you know, building my side hustle and, and my podcast and my business and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's such a passion that, like you said, you're willing to give it away for free. And people don't just show up um, millionaires overnight. And so I know we see these people who are super successful on social media, but what we don't know is all the years that they've worked yeah. so hard to get there. Um So I wanted to start a podcast eight years ago. I actually bought my microphone eight years ago when I was listening to podcasts before podcasts were even cool to listen to before everybody had a podcast. And some of the people that I listened to back then, I still listen to today, but they were just getting started back then. They weren't multimillionaires. They didn't have the guest on that they have on today. They were just getting started and I've watched their journey unfold and, and been there right along with them. I feel like I know them, but you know, so it, it is, it, it, you have to be able to um, give away for free and, and have that passion to do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, you know, one of the things I'm finding as I've been interviewing people and, and talking to people and networking with other, you know, people in the industry, people out of the industry is a lot of companies these days are taking that requirement of college education off their job description, which is so interesting because you and I, you know, growing up, it was like, get a degree, get a degree, get a degree. Mm -hmm. And now it's more about your experience because so many things could be self-taught. I mean, you could watch YouTube channels all day long and teach yourself things. You could research it, Google it, you know, whatever it is. And so, so many things are being self-taught or online courses, like you said, you sell, everybody else sells. And so I'm finding as I'm talking to more and more like HR people or networking, you know, with companies, people are taking that off of their job description as far as having a college degree. I think the last wave of the let's call it the BS degree, the BS expenses, the people in your demographic, my demographic age wise in their forties right now, mm-hmm. the last thing that they were fooled with was everybody needed to go get an MBA. That was about 10 years ago. You remember that they're making yeah. everybody, Oh, you should go get an MBA. You got to get an MBA. And guys, I know hundreds of people that are friends of mine that have MBAs. They went and spent a hundred thousand dollars and they're in the exact same positions they were when they, when they got out, you know, it's like, that was the biggest like last wave of like, let's go make some money for these universities is what it seems like. Cause now, not everybody has an MBA. It's like, who cares? Right. Right. I mean, it, it's more about, um, I, some of the people that I've interviewed ha- over the last six months teach companies how to, um, interview millennials and, you know, some of the younger generation, because yeah. it literally is, a project-based type environment versus mm-hmm. a long 
um, you know, I'm going to be here for the rest of my life type environment. <laughs> we, don't, we don't, yeah, the average, average tenure at a company knows is like a little over two years. And it's because they're not being challenged. It, people have far more capabilities than their job usually gives them. And nobody likes to feel unchallenged. That's one of the human drivers of, of success is we want to be challenged. We want to have a little bit more recognition. We want to be acknowledged. We want to be supported. We want to have a cause. We want to be led on a purpose for doing what we're doing, you know, not just doing things that we disagree with. So if you're an employer and you're listening to this and you're not really feeding those kind of challenges to your employees, then they're probably not going to stick around very long. I agree with you. Um, so Tony, tell me like how you left corporate America and, and scaled your own business. Like what I, I really want to know what, how'd you overcome your fear of that security and that paycheck? Um, because you were super successful in what you were doing already. So how did you overcome that fear and step away from corporate America? Probably about 10 years ago, I started observing my supervisor wherever I worked and maybe even their supervisor, two levels up. And I started asking myself, do they have the lifestyle that I truly dream about? Do either of them have the lifestyle that I truly dream about? Let's be honest here. At the time, I was already earning more than them because of the side businesses. So I actually had a better life than the people that were 10 years ahead of me and 15 years ahead of me. So I started to think about that. I started to see this recurring pattern, even at the biggest companies. I work for the Fortune 10 companies, big companies, major oil operators. And I'm still looking at my supervisors, vice presidents at this point. I said, do they have the lifestyle that I truly dream about? Now I'm looking at the, the CEOs and I'm like, does that person really have the lifestyle that I dream about? And the answer was, no, not really. So then I started to question around 40, why am I working so damn hard for these people who cannot give me what they don't even have? And I started thinking about that even more and more and more. I was like, I need to start betting on myself. I've made a lot of money as a part-time thing. And here's the other thing. I, I got tired of my livelihood, my career being somebody else's decision. I got tired of that because in any industry where there's downturns, guess what? Financial downturns are what causes layoffs. I've already gone through three layoff periods in my career over 20 years. And it's this, it's this reoccurring pattern that keeps coming around around seven or eight years where oil prices go down, gas prices go down. They start laying everybody off. And guess what? People like me who are very expensive get cut pretty quick. And people like me who are very expensive and very experienced, we don't have as many jobs available at that level. So then again, it becomes your, I had to, I had to lay myself off because it's a purely a business decision. So think about that. It's like, I don't want to be here again. I'm tired of this. I don't want to do this for the last 20 years of my life. I'm going to go do something I love. And for me, that was helping people overcome their fears and start their business. I, I love how you said I was looking at, levels above me as far as management, supervisors, vice presidents, presidents, and you were sitting there observing, do I want that, what they have? Do I want to come here every single day until I'm 65 or 70 or whatever age you decide to retire um, and put all these hours in? Do I want to be away from my family? Do I want to have the, you know, two week vacation or three or whatever it looks like? And so I love that you were able to take a step back regardless of your success in your industry and go, is that what's going to make me happy for the rest of my life? You know, yeah. because I know how finite life is and I know we're only given this short amount of time here. And so how, how are we going to make, what are we going to do with that time that, that we're here? 
And how are we going to make an impact on other people? That's so true. Yeah. They can't give you what, if they don't have what you dream about, they can't give it to you either. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that's a great point of view and a great way to look at something. um, Because I don't think a lot of people have, have the ability to take that step back and look at, Hey, are they able to give me what I have, what I want? Mm-hmm. No, they can't because they don't have it themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Tony, tell me how we could get a hold of you, where we could find you, and um, if my audience wants to get in touch with you, let me know how we could get that. Well, since you're listening to this as a podcast listener, I have a podcast as well. It's called 365 Driven. Lisa will actually be a guest on that show. Feel free to look it up. It's on all the major channels, probably the one you're listening to. And if anything else, I'm very active on most of the social media platforms, but my website is 365driven.com. So from there, you'll find links to everything, even an entrepreneurship group that I started. It's got about 3,000 members now. Awesome. And I will make sure that all of those get linked up in the show notes. Awesome, Lisa. Thank you so much. I, I love your passion. I love that you took something that you really wanted and you made that happen and and success wasn't you know you were successful as far as dollar wise already in your career so that wasn't the driving factor it was i wasn't feeling it in here so i I love that you did that thank you awesome thank you for having me thank you so much again for joining me on another episode of recognize your truth I am doing some mindset coaching and you could reach me at lisa at recognizeyourtruth.com or recognizeyourtruth.com. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay well. The music is Genuine by Julio Ortiz and I will link everything in the show notes. Secrets and evasive